a brand. 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 Reflects the people that it serves. It electrifies you through your body. It's the total of everything that a business does and says and represents in the mind of its audience. How do we come alongside of you? I think that's the first part really of building a brand is having a vision. And you have to be really intentional about it. You have to continually present yourself as a solution for a problem. You can create a circle of ecosystem where someone feels like they're surrounded by you, but not necessarily overwhelmed by you. An unbreakable brand builds your momentum in business and paves the way for profit and prestige. And you can't do that if you don't actually have a brand that backs that up. Welcome to the Unbreakable Brands Podcast, exclusively for business owners and CEOs ready to be rock solidly seen because blending is boring. I'm your host, Bethany McCamish, a former teacher turned two-time founder, TEDx speaker, coach for rising creatives, and the CEO of a strategic brand design agency. In this podcast, you'll hear the top strategies and stories from brand builders that help them create the momentum to scale while leaving more than an imprint, but an actual impact. Let's begin. Oh, we could, we could fly. Bethany here. Let's talk about what to do when you have no idea what to post. Okay, so most people think they have a content problem or they look at what others are doing and they do exactly that when it comes to posting. And there's this constant struggle of I don't know what to post, I don't know what to share, I don't know what to put out there. But here's what I see as most of the time, your content problem stems from not strategizing your touch points, because your content should come after strategizing those touch points, not before. And it should be informed by these three components, which we're going to cover today. And you can take specific action steps to start going through and strategizing your touch points today so that you do know exactly what to post. All right. So those three components are number one, your visibility strategy. Number two, your market research. And number three, your signature offers. Okay, so when we're strategizing your touch points, what we're really doing is creating offer alignment so that you can make decisions when it comes to launching, marketing, and what people are seeing, right? And this is driving your content. Truly it is. And here's just my take on it. If someone within your industry can come to any anywhere you're regularly posting content, whether that be your blog or your Instagram feed or anything like that, and they can easily take, let's say, three of your posts in any order, place them on their own page, and nobody's going to notice anything, then it means that you have some serious gaps, especially in pillar two of this market research section. And it also means that when you're creating content, you are not necessarily being specific enough. So let's dive into that. And that again, comes back to strategizing these touch points. So the first one is visibility. And visibility is is kind of a big one here, but visibility is about where you're seen, right? And you don't have to be on every single platform all the time. I think that we're told that 
as entrepreneurs and it's like really overwhelming. I mean, it is important to claim your name on all the platforms so that you actually like own, you know, your business name, but you don't necessarily have to show up on every platform all the time. Yes, you should show your work. Yes, you should be consistent. Yes, you should make content that gets shared, but that doesn't mean it has to be everywhere all the time. What you're going to use to decide where you need to be is specifically who you're talking to in terms of your clients, right? So that should inform the focus of which platform you're choosing for your visibility to begin with. On top of that, visibility is not only about social media. I think so many folks get really stuck in, you know, I don't know what to post on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever, all the platforms that they're trying to post on, but it definitely doesn't need or certainly doesn't have to start on social media. In fact, it should be more about your authority, right? Which is your own unique approach to solving problems or your own unique take. Because being an authority means that you're going to be top of mind in a specific area and therefore more visible. And I'll be real with you, like this can definitely take some time to figure out. It's not like you, you might not instantly have your authority or your unique approach figured out right now. It's something that you can definitely work on with a business coach or brand strategist to get that figured out. And it is truly fed from the transformation stories that you're telling for your clients or around your product. But when you have authority, you truly have the ability to show up more places that count. And by count, I mean, they're going to have a larger impact because we, if we think about our visibility on social media alone, you know, no wonder we have no idea what to post because all of our content has like a 24 hour window or maybe a little bit longer of existing and being consumed. And so instead, you want to think about your visibility strategy being anchored in what I like to call anchor content. And um, this can look different for everybody. For some folks, that's blogs. For some folks, like it's a podcast. For other folks, it's a webinar. It can look different depending on what your company does altogether. But you want to think about, okay, what is the owned content, the owned pieces that I can put out there and consistently promote and that can feed into all of my other content? Because that's truly your visibility strategy, right? So for example, I own a blog. I make sure all of my blog posts are SEO optimized. I'm quite often found through my blog because someone searched something in Google. It was a searchable term. I'm, you know, number one blog post for it or number two or whatever on the first page. They find me there. They read it. Maybe they take my brand quiz or opt into my email. And then from there, they're within my circle, right? Or it's someone like you who's listening to one of my podcasts. And then from there, maybe they'll pop over to my personal brand or they'll go over to my agency and we'll continue the conversation from there. And then I let my blog and my podcast and any other owned content inform my overall visibility plan and inform what I'm posting on social media. So that's an important shift to think about as well. And when you're also thinking about visibility, you can also think about paid opportunities for visibility that again, highlight your authority. So this could be like speaking, any sort of speaking engagements, conferences. Sometimes you might be asked to be a guest on a group program. You Sometimes you might be asked to do a guest blog post. All of those things are, you know, ways that you can get PR basically outside of content that you're producing, right? Because someone else is giving you the platform for that, which is super awesome. 
So something I do want to mention when we're thinking about your visibility and authority, since those two are tied, is that it's really important not to build your authority necessarily around another brand or a specific platform. For example, I've used this in my copy before as like a descriptor, but I would never want to use this as my authority builder. But I've said things like, oh my gosh, it's like Queer Eye for your brand, right? But I'm then associating my brand with another brand, which is pretty dangerous as a visibility strategy because the second, you know, Queer Eye or any other brand does something that's slightly questionable, I now have linked myself to them. And that's also not necessarily putting myself in a unique position of authority, right? So if I use that phrasing, it's just a way to provide context, not a way to ever like list out my true authority. Another big thing I see within the space is that um, brands or companies will rely on the platform or the tool they use. So for example, if you specialize in Dubsado, which is a CRM, or maybe you specialize in ClickUp, or maybe you specialize in ShowIt, and you truly know how to use those tools, that's incredible, but that's not necessarily your authority. Authority, right? That's not something that makes you different. And then by re- relying on them, the second that something happens with that platform that isn't kosher, you know, or maybe they've done something that's not appropriate or whatever it is, you're now tied to it. And that's a problem. So I just want to put that in here when you're thinking about your visibility and your authority. It's absolutely fine if you're invited to the Show It conference and give a talk about Show It, but not necessarily to build your entire platform around another platform because <laughs> you're just putting your brand at risk, right? And we definitely don't want to do that. So definitely mention your tools in your content when you're thinking about what to post. Of course, you can share your tools, but not as your visibility strategy, right? Become the authority in your area that speaks to a specific human core need and leverage that to be seen. So I'll give you an example. If you are an OBM, for example, and you specialize in Dubsado, you wouldn't want to focus on how to do XYZ in Dubsado all the time. Maybe you could occasionally share that, but instead you're going to say something like how to create automations that still feel human. And you'll show it all using the platform Dubsado, but you don't have to rely on Dubsado because instead here in this specific instance, you're describing like, here's how I'm making your life easier, giving your time back, but also still allowing you to create connections with your clients because I'm helping you create automations that still feel human. It just happens to be that this is the platform I'm using to do that. And over time, once you master a platform, you can of course specialize in another platform. Okay, so you've taken some time to think about overall visibility. You've taken some time to think about the owned content that you put out there, whether that's podcasts, emails, blogs, whatever it is, and then you can use that to feed into social media. You've thought about what social media platform you necessarily want to put your effort into posting in consistently because that's where your people are. And now we're going to talk about market research, which is the second pillar that informs, truly should inform what you post because these are your touch points, right? We're strategizing the touch points, aka where your clients uh, or customers are finding you. So for market research, if you've thrown up a yes, no poll 
You have not done market research that will produce results and give you something tangible to move off of. The whole point of doing market research is so that you can have data to inform your next actions, including what to post. And market research truly is crucial for gauging your next steps and new plans. This is especially important if you're launching anything, if you're going through a pivot, if you're going to go into a rebrand, you would want to do it before the rebrand, right? So these are all important steps to take anytime your company is evolving, expanding, shifting. Okay, so anytime you are thinking of making a new offer or launching, you're going to be doing specific market research that's one going to give you the actual root of the problems or external factors that your clients or customers are thinking about. And two, that's going to provide you with the exact language to use for future content and sales. So let's talk about an example of market research that's good and market research that's bad because it can be really challenging to put this together and have it be actually effective for you. So here's an example of market research. Do you need new branding? And then the answers would be yes, I so do. Yes, I need it, but can't commit right now. No, mine is solid. Or do you feel good about your copy? And the answers are totally or no, not at all. Okay, so this is really bad market research, but this is what I see all the time, especially if you're using Instagram for market research, which is totally fine. It's wherever your people are, right? So if your people are mainly in your email list, you're going to send out a survey. If people are mainly watching your stories, you're going to do your market research there. You, you can do market research wherever your people are right? So there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem with what the examples were is that they're not specific, they're general, they literally lead nowhere, and it only confirms what you want to hear, right? And so we want to dive deeper because you want to hear things that you haven't heard before. You want to make sure that you're truly you know, reaching the gap, and you want to make sure it's specific, it points to a problem, it offers you a way to move forward with your content, right? So let's look at what those would look like as good market research questions. So the first is, do you think you can build a business without a brand? Okay, so that is my alternative to do you need a new branding? Because that's a very different question that's going to have people um, giving you a lot more specific information. So the answers could be like, yes, I think I can. No, I know I need it. Well, yes, but I know a brand can help me make more money, right? And depending on what they say, I'm going to follow up and say, okay, if you think you can build a business without a brand, I want to know why. And I mean, folks were always generous in saying why, like why they believe a specific thing, because this is truly a little bit more of a question that asks them to dive into their own beliefs, right? And so anytime you can do market research that asks them to dive into their beliefs, their interests, values, perceptions, you're going to get so much more out of it. Okay, and then here would be my follow-up market research question. Of course, I'm going to ask them why for that first one, but then my follow-up is, do you feel that your branding does one or all of these for you? Directly helps you make money, intentionally attracts your client's customers, looks nice, has a strong strategy I can implement, and the words to back it, has messaging I know how to use, all of the above, none of the above right? And this allows me by putting these specific things in here that I know a brand that's built by a brand strategist and designer can truly do. I'm seeing what people are missing when it comes to their branding or what they think a brand 
and branding truly is because they're going to select the ones that it does for them and not the ones that it doesn't, right? So I'm getting a very specific piece of information by the way that I've phrased this, which is going to be super important for you. So not only should you be thinking about your visibility like as a whole with your authority, but you should also be doing market research on a regular basis, but especially at any points of change. And then thinking about your market research questions so that they can truly point to a problem or offer you a way to move forward is going to be really, really powerful. That said, there is nothing wrong with posting a bunch of polls out there for engagement to start conversations in the DMs. Like I could post the do you need new branding? Yes, I do. Yes, I I can't commit right now. No, mine is solid. I could totally post that as a poll, but I'm not using that in any way to inform my content. If anything, I'd be using it to connect with people and say like, oh my gosh, you know, you said that you needed branding. Now let's have a conversation or something like that. I would not be using it again to inform what I'm posting because because it told me nothing, (laughs) essentially. Okay, so that would be the second pillar is looking at your market research. And then we want to talk a little bit about signature offers. So this is the third key to really strategizing your touch points and then to help using this to help you determine what to post. So with signature offers, these are things that are core to your business. They're your bread and butter. You sell them quite often. You put them front and center. These do not need to be VIP days. They certainly can be. Those are events a big craze in the online space especially but the process is like only one part of the signature offer right so it doesn't have to be the VIP day a signature offer is truly formed from your authority your visibility what you bring to the table and it should be informed by market research to know your audience is truly ready for it I actually have a whole episode talking about signature offers that you can go back and listen to at any point Um, it is in season one and it dives into this in much more detail. But that said, signature offers can come in many forms, right? It could be a service, a product, a mastermind, a coaching, a one-to-one, a course, something that you come back to all the time. But all signature offers should have unique positioning within your brand, a distinctive name, a competitive edge, and most importantly, they truly fill in an important gap in your overall customer's journey. So that's what signature offers do. Okay, so let's just recap of these three things. We've talked about visibility and your authority. We've talked about market research and we've talked about signature offers. So first things first, you're going to determine your visibility strategy. What are you like? What platform should you be focusing on the content on that platform should be informed by your own content and your authority. Like what is truly the unique piece that you should be talking about? I gave you a specific example of that with an OBM. And then on top of that, you're going to be doing market research to figure out what you should be sharing. And the market research is going to be so specific, it's going to point to a specific problem or show you areas of things that you can talk more about. And you're going to do that anytime you're in a content slump or you are launching or pivoting or anything like that. And then lastly, you're going to have your signature offer as a key component of what you're posting. So you should be sharing this signature offer, like all the all the pieces of it, right? The transformation it provides, the process, like what pain points your clients and customers are bringing in when they first go into the signature offer so that when people think about your 
company, they're thinking about the signature offer. They're thinking about the signature product that truly stands out. And so you're sharing that on a regular basis. And if you're not sharing it on a regular basis, or you have so many offers that you don't have a signature offer, then that's definitely something you would want to look at in terms of balancing your product suite so that you can easily share your offers with your people in a really consistent way. So hopefully this episode truly helped you strategize some touch points and rethink how you're thinking about your content and having your content instead be informed by your visibility plan and your authority, your market research, and your signature offers. All right, with that, I will leave you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Brands podcast. I would love to hear from you as you forge forward, not just as a business, but as a rock solid brand on your entrepreneurial journey. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Unbreakable Brands Pod to continue the conversation. If you're a business owner and you're ready to increase your business visibility by creating and cultivating a legacy brand, reach out to my brand agency at Bethany Works Design or fill out my inquiry form on bethanyworks.com. As always, I am rooting for you. I would like to take a moment to thank my team who provides incredible support on our path to building and educating on Unbreakable Brands. You can visit unbreakablebrands.com to view all the episodes or pop over to bethanyworks.com to check out my brand and web design agency. I'm your host, Bethany McCamish, signing off until next time.